0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in reply, I will not. But afterwards changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave the same order. He said in reply, Yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, The first. Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him but tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord We jumped over another whole chapter in Matthew's Gospel since last Sunday. We vaulted over the entry into Jerusalem and landed in the middle of Jesus' controversies with the leaders in the temple. Jesus came into the city riding on a donkey, and the people cried, Hosanna to the Son of David. The crowd is proclaiming that Jesus, the Son of David, is the long-awaited Messiah who comes, not with power and might, but riding a lowly beast. Jesus enters the temple, and in a prophetic action, reclaiming the temple as his Father's house of prayer, Overturns the tables of the money-changers. Then Jesus does something very significant, although it's only a single verse in Matthew's Gospel. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he cured them. David captured the city of Jerusalem from the Jebusites, who were inhabiting the city at the time. The Jebusites were so confident that David would never capture the city that they taunted him, saying, Even the blind and the lame can defend the city from you. Of course, David did conquer the city, and then he declared, The blind and the lame shall not come into the house. Now when the son of David encounters the blind and the lame in the temple, he welcomes them and heals them. When the children in the temple see this, they understand what Jesus is doing and cry Hosanna to the Son of David. This irritated the chief priests and the scribes, no end. The next day, when Jesus returned to the temple, the religious leaders demand to know by whose authority Jesus did these things. This is where our gospel story picks up, with the parable of the two sons, Jesus, of course, is doing the will of the Father who sent him. God's name is being hallowed because the scattered children of God are being brought back. Without saying many words, Jesus is obeying his Father, gathering a fruitful harvest in the vineyard of the Lord. The vineyard is a traditional way of speaking about the chosen people of God. The religious leaders who say all the right things and know all the proper prayers, are not gathering any fruit. As Jesus said in Matthew 7, verse 21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Even though the religious leaders know that John's preaching was effective and that Jesus' ministry is bearing fruit, They refuse to change their minds and believe. In the letter to the Philippians, Paul appeals to us, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Scholars think that Paul may be quoting an early Christian hymn or a liturgical text, which reflects on the mystery of Christ becoming human. Christ Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God something to be grasped. Jesus does not grasp or hold on to divinity in contrast to Adam and Eve who think they will become like God by taking and eating of the forbidden fruit. Jesus empties himself, entering into our history, taking upon himself the effort and burden of human life, its joys and hopes, Its grief and anguish, the Son of God truly became human. But Jesus doesn't stop there. He becomes so completely human that he even accepts death itself. God is not acting from a distance outside of human experience. Then God greatly exalted him. In the resurrection, Jesus doesn't cast aside his humanness. He still bears the wounds of the cross. When he ascends to the Father, all that he has assumed is redeemed through him. Nothing human is outside of God's love. Jesus calls tax collectors to follow him, and he eats with prostitutes. The blind and the lame come to him in the temple. The ones who are excluded and cut off are healed, and restored into community. This is the reason the Church has a heart for the unborn. We start at the very bottom to make sure we don't leave out any human life. This Wednesday is the feast of St. Francis of Assisi. There's a saying in the Francis tradition, preach the gospel always, and if necessary, use words Francis didn't actually say that, but it's pointing to something important. Actions can speak louder than words. Francis wanted to follow the poverty and the self-emptying of Christ, as described in the great emptying hymn of Philippians. A significant moment in Francis' spiritual growth was his encounter with the leper. As Francis showed mercy to these outcasts, He came to experience God's own gift of mercy to himself. To serve the leper was not only to serve the most abject of the poor, but also to serve Christ. Lawrence Cunningham says that Francis teaches us that the Bible is not a book to be read, but a text to be performed. Just as we can't discover Mozart by reading his musical scores, We have to hear his music, or better yet, perform it. In the same way, the word of God doesn't come alive until it becomes the score by which we lead our lives. Jesus Christ is the face of the Father's mercy. Everyone whom Christ has embraced through his suffering love on the cross, he gathers back to the Father through the resurrection. There's a beautiful Jewish midrash that goes like this. When Adam and Eve are driven from the Garden of Eden, God says to them as they go, You are dust, and to dust you shall return. The three words left ringing in their ears contain a hidden seed of hope, a promise of blessing. You shall return. Likewise, for all of us, a change of mind is always possible. The road back to the vineyard is always open. God's love and faithfulness are steadfast. I am with you always.